Let me tell you the story of a beautiful tiger and an even more beautiful realization. Welcome to Secrets for an Awesome Life. You ever see someone living a pretty awesome life and wonder, man, do they know secrets that I don't? Yes, yes they do. And this podcast is about those secrets. I'm your host, Joey Massio, a certified life coach who helps teens build self-confidence, develop social skills, and achieve their goals, or what I call becoming the hero of their own story. Did you know that I have a YouTube channel where I take the secrets I talk about on this podcast and condense it into a short, fun video? I call it my message for Monday, a useful message for teens in four minutes or less. A new video drops every week. I also post YouTube shorts as well, which are even shorter than four minutes, perfect for teens who lack even a medium attention span. Go to YouTube and search Sidekick to Hero to find and follow my channel. And now episode 113, Body Image with Stephanie Valdez. The roar of the applause was deafening, like it is on most nights when she took the podium. Stephanie the Tiger was the star of the show. Her picture was on all the banners around the circus. She was the one who audiences came to see. The beautiful Bengal tiger, who at the climax of the show navigated through obstacles and jumped through hoops of fire. With all this praise and attention, you would think Stephanie would be full of pride. But tonight, she was not. In fact, she was quite empty. The secret was she had been feeling that way for some time now. She thought about the excitement for life she had when she was just a young cub. She had wanted to explore the world, climb to great heights. But after hearing so many times what a majestic and beautiful creature she was, and hearing about this place where her unique looks would get her the love and admiration of many... She joined the circus. Uh, Yes, she enjoyed the feeling she would get when she jumped through those flaming hoops and struck her final pose, and the audience would go wild with adoration. But the feeling never lasted. Inevitably, she would end up back in her cage in between shows, put on display for people to come look at, but they treated her differently. They were in awe of her beauty and performance, but as they got a closer look, she just seemed like a normal tiger. Some would ridicule her imperfections, nitpick her every stripe. And those who ran the circus, or those who benefited from her majesty and performance the most, they disregarded her and would even make it clear that she could be replaced by any tiger should her presentation slip. So now, as the circus ringleader yelled for Stephanie to put on her show, she did not move. Instead, as he cracked the whip, something clicked in her mind. And she thought for the first time, I do not have to do this. 
That was something she had never thought before. She suddenly remembered her own strength and looked at the ringleader's tiny flail body. She could snap him in two if she wanted. But no, she wanted something else. Freedom. She looked at the obstacle course that lay before her and decided in that moment she would never jump through another hoop again. She leapt off the podium. The audience gasped and held her breath. What is she doing? She headed toward the back exit, not even turning around to give the ringleader one more look. And with that, she was gone. Where did she go? Well, some say she explored the world. Others say she simply enjoyed her freedom. But there are accounts of a majestic Bengal tiger showing up across the land, helping free other animals who are trapped inside their own circuses. All right, guys, that story was based on a real tiger. Okay, no, not a real tiger, <laughs> a real person. And she's with me today. I have Stephanie Valdez, youth coach. She runs in Powerful Girls. She has a podcast for teens and tweens called 10 for Teens and Tweens. And I'm super excited to have you here, Stephanie. Oh, thank you so much, Joey. It's a pleasure to be here. Oh, well, good. Uh, hopefully... Uh, it was okay that I turned you into a tiger for the story. I will take it. Yeah, I, I've got tiger energy. Oh, yeah, you nailed it. Yeah, oh, good, good. You, <laughs> she, when Stephanie and I first met, I'm like, oh, she's fun and spunky. I like fun and spunky. <laughs> <laughs> so Stephanie is here to talk about uh, body image and stuff that goes on in our heads. And for all you girls out there who listen to my podcast, uh, she talks a lot to girls, but boys, you're not exempt from this podcast because I relate to this in a lot of ways. <laughs> so Stephanie, uh, welcome to the show. Where do you want to start? Oh man. It's so complicated. Um, uh, I, I mean, let's, should we start at the beginning? Like, yes. like for my own, my own journey into, into where I am now, please. All right. So it, I didn't really understand or realize it until I was much older. Um, but from, I would say the time I was like a preschooler and I'm sure you listening here, if you pause and reflect back, like think about like, when was the first time that you heard or felt that you weren't enough? And I would say it's when I was in preschool, you know, I'm playing with dolls that all look exactly the same. I'm watching TV shows where it's the same exact type a female character. She looks exactly the same way. She acts exactly the same way. And I'm, I'm seeing these messages that are in, in toys in shows and ads, even from comments from people saying like, Oh, you're so cute. Or, Oh, like, you know, talking about, you know, my, my features, my hair, like, and I got this message that like, Oh, like looking a certain way and being a certain way, this is good that gets praise from people. Like I became a very, like very um, focused on receiving the approval from others. And I lived that for many, many years through my teen years. Um, and I'm not saying everybody should walk around with like a paper bag over their head, but like, 
it was, it was so much to, to the fact that like, I was more focused on that than I was focused on developing myself. Like I cared about what others thought of me and thought I had to fit into this very narrow box. And to your point saying like, Hey guys, don't check out. Like I definitely also received messages about boys too, about like boys should act this way. Boys should look this way. I mean, the, the very like simple terms that I'm calling these are like toxic masculinity for boys and like the impossible beauty standards and diet culture for girls. And, uh, I, I, it took a very long time for me to finally like step back and realize how completely like bogus it was, how ridiculous, how not okay. Um, these messaging, um, the, the messaging that was coming at me, at girls, at women, at boys, realizing where it all stemmed from was just making people feel bad so that companies can make money. They were invested in hurting our self-esteem and confidence so that they could increase their bottom line. And once I, I realized that, I, and I... I don't know. It's it's like once you once you see it, you can't unsee it, and you start realizing and seeing it everywhere else, calling it out, um, uh, understanding that like taglines or different shots in in shows and things like I'm like, oh okay, yeah, I know exactly what they're doing here, and I'm not going to buy it. I'm not going to fall for it. And now I'm just on this quest to help others see it too. Nice. I think that's awesome. When you, when you sent me your story and I was kind of reading through it and which is you kind of just summarized right now, uh, I very much likened it to, all right, guys, here's these hoops you have to jump through. I mean, like guys mm -hmm. in that sense meant, meant everybody like girls yeah. and boys here, are these hoops you need to jump through in order to, uh, you know, uh, be, uh, approved and in order to fit the mold and in order to have more people like you. And I know for me, I, I never felt First off, masculine, right? I mean, like, forget toxic mas masculinity. I, I don't even feel masculine, right? In the way that people like, generally portray masculinity. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I was a very creative person. I like to be on the stage. You know, I was more that way. I've, I've never been muscly or anything like that, you know? Um, and then it's a whole lot more, I feel, for girls. And I, I don't know if you're like, maybe it's the same. But, I mean, for me, I was able to go, oh, all right. I'm not like that. I'll just be this goofball over here, you know, and then that will be my like, uh, you know, uh, making up for it. But hmm. for girls, but maybe for you or even for the the youth you work with, what like what do they end up doing? The sad thing is, is that a lot of girls feel like they have to change themselves in order to be accepted, in order to fit inside the box, in order to, you know, which has gotten so much worse with social media, with filters, with, um, I mean, the, even AI, like it's, it's all just like become in, enhanced in a really, in a really horrible <laughs> negative way from the time that when I was a, a teenager, but, um, it's just, it's really sad that like, these messages keep coming that like, you need to change yourself in order to be enough. Like you are not enough because you don't look like this. You don't fit into this. You don't, um, you don't match. Like you stick out, you are, you are not part of this in. And so, yeah, a lot of girls do things that are not 
healthy physically, mentally, emotionally, all because they they feel like they have to. They feel like there is this expectation, this standard. They they feel like they will be rejected, that they won't be able to like be included. They won't belong unless they do these things. Like you said, jump through these hoops to be able to like achieve this impossible, unrealistic, like even for the the small percentage of, of people in the world who are like supermodel material, like even they don't fit into these standards. And yet these messages are still coming at them like, no, you still need to do more. Oh no, just just kidding. Now this this trend is in. Now your eyebrows need to look like this. Now, you know, your waist needs to look like this. Like you need to change things. So believe me, I I, I can keep going, but like I can pause her here. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So then how how do we stop it? Like if, oh, if I'm a teen listening to this, what what do I do? So I will say that like I'm I'm not gonna say like, oh, you know what? I have overcome and I have never felt any any self-doubt or negative thought about myself for years. Like, nope, unfortunately, no. And so Wait, like you haven't solved that's that. The bad news. No, you, I haven't. You haven't figured because, that out. <laughs> because like I mentioned, like the standard keeps changing and the messages keep coming and like from filters, like, you know, not just Snapchat, but like you've got like photo editing programs and, and people feel like afraid to show up as themselves, like just normal themselves on social media. Um, you've you've got companies and brands using filters, using AI, creating um, creating images that like are continuing to send these messages. Like, so the, the messages aren't stopping. And so if we can't change that, because it's going to take a lot of work to finally like shake these brands, shake these companies and tell them like, this is not doing any good. And you are hurting people. You are hurting kids. You're hurting girls. You're hurting boys. Then right now they don't care. So if we can't change them, we have to work on changing ourselves. We have to work on um, I, I, it sounds really nerdy guys. It's called media literacy. Okay. Ooh. I know it sounds like geeky, but I love it. All right. Media literacy is, uh, being a, like a mindful media consumer, communicator, and creator. And it's very like, th- there's a lot that goes into media literacy, but this is part of it. Being able to see, to identify and decode like, okay, this is the message that this you know, influencer is trying to to send to me. Why are they trying to send it to me? Why are they putting up this this image? Like, why are they like posing this way? Why are they using this filter? What are they trying to sell me? What's in it for them? If you can start to like analyze the messaging that's coming at you, you will be able to see right through it and have it not like sink into you as much. You will be able to like essentially build a force field or some sort of like, you know, act like extra protection, if anything, for things like to bounce more easily off of you instead of sink in and like swarm into your head. And so like, again, sounds nerdy, media literacy, but I'm telling you, if we could, if we could all increase our media literacy, you teens, you kids, you boys, girls, and also adults, because there's a lot of adults that are perpetuating these messages. If we could do that, I truly believe that we would have a lot less like sad kids, kids who are 
are feeding into this and, and, you know, feeling bad about themselves. And then hopefully then the companies would get the message. If we call them out on it and say, it's not okay to say that, like, we know what you're doing. Hopefully they would listen and hopefully they would realize, you know what? Yeah. Maybe we should be more ethical in our marketing. Maybe we should not try to make people feel bad just so we can make more money. I'd love to give it a shot. That'd be great. Yeah. All right. So what, what I'm hearing is media literacy is peeking behind the curtain, being able to read the code, mm-hmm. right, of what they're saying oh, when yeah. it's like, uh, I don't know, a, a soda commercial and they're like, hey, and like all the people on there look a certain way. They're all mm-hmm. attractive or skinny or the guys are muscular and they're like, hey, you know, like drink this soda. You're like, oh, I'm thirsty. That Yeah. They just want me to have a delicious beverage. But what you're saying is, well, no, what they're actually doing is, hey, you want to look like these people that you should mm-hmm. look like these people. If you want to have fun, see how much fun they're having. You should look like them. And if you can't look like them physically, the least you can do is go buy this brand of soda and then you can be close to looking like them. Yeah. So you can be associated with it. I mean, there are some brands that have flat out come out and said, oh, we don't hire models that look like that because we don't want to be associated with people that look a certain way, which is so disgusting to me. Oh, you're saying models, not that look like in my example, but like, oh, no, no. like the other no. way. So like, Plus size we only want, we only want people that fit in a very narrow box that look like this, like quintessential teenage, you know, like whatever. And I was so glad that they just said it out loud. I'm like, see, I'm not making anything up. Like the literally from the horse's mouth, they are trying to put off this message because it makes them more money. Well, and, and it just makes me sick. Well, right. So teens, right now, think about the brands that you love, the ones that you're like not just a fan of, but like you're drinking their Kool-Aid. You're like the cult following, like, oh man, I love mm-hmm. this. Like whatever mm-hmm. it is, I've talked to teens yeah. who are all about, I mean, I know Supreme was big when I was a teacher. I don't know if it still is the clothing brand Supreme. Have you heard of them? Oh, they're super no. expensive. Oh, geez. You know? Yeah. And you know, whatever. And kids would always wear these knockoff, you know, versions. Uh-huh. they're not knockoffs or whatever. Right. Um, <laughs> but the brands that, that you are in love with, or if, if you're not, if you're like, nah, not me, that that's not my jam. Think about your peers, other other teens around you, and what are the brands that people are like, oh, man, you don't have a that? You don't have this? Then, man, I mean, that's... And then all of a sudden, this judgment starts coming out. Mm-hmm. And then take that brand and go, what, what is their messaging, right? Like, wh- what are they saying to you just so they can make money? Because that's yeah. all it is for them, right? Is that mm-hmm. what you're saying, Stephanie? They yeah. just want money. No, really. I mean, and, and with brands, with influencers, especially like if you're like, oh my gosh, the latest post, or did you see her story? Or, you know, it's like, this is not, it's not real. Like what they're putting out there is not real. It is sponsored. It is, they are making money off of it. Like they are making money and then making money off of you feeling bad again. And so it's, if you can pause before, like as, as, as the thoughts start coming in as the, oh my gosh, I don't look like this person. Oh, I need to get this. Oh, I should change that. Um, oh, I should listen to these, these messages that they're literally saying like, oh, buy this. Thing. Um, if you can pause before you start into the spiral of negative self-talk thoughts, 
of, of just like tearing yourself down inside. If you can pause and ask yourself those questions, like, why are they saying this? Like, who is behind all of this? Who benefits from me buying into this thing? Like whatever they're selling, it's, it's, it's going to take a lot of practice and it's going to be a continual. Like I said, I haven't like graduated from all this, but it really does make a huge difference. And again, like once you can see it, you can't unsee it and you're easily more easily able to identify it and help point it out to others because you have peers, you have friends who also feel these doubts, who also feel self-conscious because of these messages. And if you can help support them, if you can help like unite and be like, uh, uh-uh, like you are enough, it's not you, it's them. It's not you then like really like that that's going to be huge as you continue to grow and develop yourself and you don't have this like weight of expectations and falling short from somebody else's ulterior motives. Yeah, man, it really is like a circus. Yeah, I love the analogy. It really is. (laughs) It's 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 absolutely absurd. It's the big show, right? It's Mm -hmm. it's the greatest. It's not like smoke and mirrors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the greatest show on earth, but not like great as in yay, but great as in like biggest and like Mm -hmm. most intrinsic or involved. Oh yeah, show on earth. Huge. And I don't know if some kids have have heard of this movie. It's nearly a hundred years old, but The Wizard of Oz. Ah, all right. Everybody remember Wizard of Oz, Dorothy, the braids. The mm-hmm. Tin Man, the Scarecrow, the Lion. Okay. My favorite scene is like at the very end when they are like, oh, wizard, we've done all the things you've asked us to do. We went and took care of the witch and we brought these things. And the wizard's like, no, come back tomorrow. And they're like, no, no, no. Like you said that if we did these things for you, you would you would do this for me. Like you would send me back to, to Kansas. Dorothy's saying that. And Toto is like, oh, something doesn't smell right. And Toto goes, and grabs the curtain with his little little dog jaws and pulls back the curtain and reveals the wizard working just different knobs and smoke and mirrors and things. And he's like, oh, pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. And like Dorothy and her friends can all see him. And they're like, how are we not going to pay attention? Like now we see you. We see that you have been creating this whole thing. You've been making it so hard for us to just get to where we want to go, where we want to be. And so anyways, I know it's a super old movie, kids, but- I think they know it. I think it is know Wizard of Oz. It is brilliant. And I'm like, they have no idea when they were making Wizard of Oz, like how right. very perfect, like this, this pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. They don't want you to know this. Like even social media companies don't want you to know this. They are making money off of you. Like the, the, the apps themselves are benefiting from you feeling bad about yourself. And so if you can look behind that curtain and see it and recognize it and call it out, even like you will not have to keep feeling like you have to keep, keep doing all these tasks and jumping through these hoops. You'll be able to be like, you know what? No, it's not worth it. Like, I don't have to do anything for you. I'm going to take care of me. Yeah. Yeah. I just found out something interesting about the wizard of Oz yesterday. And so, so interesting that you bring it up oh. in the book, the movie did differently when they go to the mm-hmm. Emerald city, the people, Hey, like, who are you? Oh, well then come on in. They open the doors and they come in and everything's green, right? right. Not in the book, in the book, before oh. they let Dorothy and her friends in, they say, Oh, you have to wear these glasses. And these glasses are oh. green lenses and they lock them to their heads. 
Oh, and wow. the book's a lot weirder. And then yeah, I heard that. <laughs> yeah, and they look around like, wow, everything's green, but nothing's green. Absolutely nothing in the Emerald City is actually green. They're all goggles. Yes, they put right? goggles. Oh my gosh, that's brilliant! Like, mind blown. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it totally that's... tracks. Like, th- these are parallels, exact parallels. Yeah. Okay, so knowing this and all that stuff, what what would you say? is the secret for an awesome life that you want the teens to walk away with today? So my secret is something that I once heard um, a friend of mine shared, and I want to continue to share this message. It's how you look is the least interesting thing about you. Meaning that there is so much more to who you are and what you can do than just how you look. Like you are way more interesting with the values that you hold, with the abilities that you have, with the talents that you possess or that you develop, um, with the dreams that you have and that are working for. And so how you look is, is a very small part of who you are as a whole. How you look is the least interesting thing about you. Mm, I like that. And I like that phrase, the least interesting right because yeah we're, we're not saying uh hey guys stop showering stop doing your hair right. you know, whatever you want <laughs> like obviously there's there's health that's involved sure. right and you know the ability to f- kind of feel good in your own body right which you can do with any type body type fyi right, right? but there is that like okay hey, you know like i want to take care of myself but doing it to a point where you're doing it for other people and you're doing it so you can get praise or attention. That to me seems like that line. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Like hyper focusing, like for all the time that I spent on trying to do things to myself, to, to be a people pleaser for others, to, to feel accepted. Like I wasted a lot of time that I, I could have been doing a lot of other things that were more fulfilling and enriching to my life. And so, yes, please. Hygiene. And like, I mean, look, I do wear mascara and I curl my hair. Like I'm not saying again, you have to walk around with a paper bag over your head, but there is a line and it's about finding balance where you're like, okay, like this is me. I'm taking care of myself. I can, I can show up as myself, whether I'm in person, whether I'm on social media, but that's not who I am. Like how I look is not who I am. Like what I'm doing, the like you know the the thoughts that I'm sharing, the things that I'm I'm creating, that is more who you are than just your face. Yeah, man, that's such a powerful message, teens. Hopefully, you heard that and you take that with you. And I know it's tough. I know you may be thinking, well, oh, Joey yep. and Stephanie don't get it uh, <laughs> because uh, yeah, we we get it. We've been there, okay. And we it is going to be tough when teens the first thing they see about you is going to be just how you look. Cause that's the first Thanks. thing. And teens often just will say something about that. Right. I remember when I was a middle school teacher on the first day of school, my students will all kind of giggle and laugh that I didn't have any hair. Oh, he's bald. And I make a joke about it and be like, Oh, he knows he's bald. Oh my goodness. Right. And it's like, yeah, that's the first thing you guys are going to notice about me is just how I look. So that's while that's the first thing people notice if that's also the first thing they comment on or the only thing they comment on is how you look, then just 
take that thought here that, that Stephanie just shared with you and just be like, oh, you know what? That's so interesting that they're focused on the least interesting thing about me. Mm-hmm. Right? They're really hung up on the least interesting thing about me, which is how I look. And there's so many other things about me. Maybe one day they'll get it, you know, and, you know, may, maybe one day, but we want you to get it. Yeah. And, and like on the flip side, project that to, to other people, like understand that people are multifaceted and complex. And so instead of judging people by how they look or making assumptions about people, get to know them. Like learn more about people. It's there. There is no relationship that is going to be uh, deep and rooted that is only based on physical appearance. And I say relationship, like friendship, relationship, whatever. Like honestly, the the way to to develop, um, you know, connections with people is way more than just appearance. It's spending time with people. It's getting to know them. It's supporting them through difficult times. It's rooting for them when they're going up for things. It's, um, it's, there's, again, there are so many more interesting things about people. And so if you can understand that for yourself and also for others, like you are going to grow into a, a very whole person and, uh, and be able to like protect yourself from continual messages that are still going to come until you can all take over those companies and redo their marketing um, branches. And yeah, and then then little problem problem solved. There it is. Perfect. Bada bing. There you go. Um, (laughs) Stephanie, where do people find you if they want to hear more from you? Oh, thank you. Yes. um, So I am on social media. I'm not encouraging or endorsing it. But if you want to find me on Insta or TikTok, it's at Empowerful Girls. That's spelled E-M-P-O-W-E-R. F-U-L-G-I-R-L-S. Um, that's also my website, empowerfulgirls.com. And if you want to listen to my podcast, it's um, it's yes, I do speak more to girls, but the messages are for everyone. So that's called 10 for teens and tweens. Nice. I'm, I'll put both of those links in the show note. Um, thanks so much, Stephanie, for being here. Oh, this has been so fun. I appreciate you inviting me and engaging and and also for the the circus analogy, I'm very, very proud to be a tiger. Yes. Now go <laughs> go free other people from their circuses. I Here I go, fiercely attacking this problem. <laughs> awesome. Uh, thanks again. Thanks. Yo, teens, I know you spend a lot of time doing fun things like playing video games or watching YouTube, but... Those things do not improve your life, like, at all. I created something that combines YouTube and video games, but that also helps you build self-confidence, develop social skills, and achieve your goals. It's called Sidekick to Hero, and it's gamified mindset training just for teens. You play through stages, attend weekly live streams, and compete to win real prizes each month all while strengthening your mind so that you can stop feeling like the sidekick in your own life. Grab a parent and check it out at SidekickToHero.com so you can start being the person you were born to be. A hero.